0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Authentic Humans podcast. I do want to start off with a scripture. The scripture I'm going to be reading is Romans 8, verse 37 through 39, and it reads, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angel nor demons, neither height nor death, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all crea- creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Um, I'm a very spiritually led person. I love God, God is the reason why I'm here today. God moved heaven and earth for me and Everything I do, I do it through God. Everything that I say, I'm not perfect. Um, This is going to be, well, I guess technically my second episode on my podcast. Um, And bear with me, I'm not going to get this edited because I waited last minute. And it's because originally I was going to do a YouTube live. But I did decide against that last minute and I will get into that later on. You know I just want to start by saying thank you guys for tuning in. I know this topic is sort of taboo when it shouldn't be because it happens more often than you think and it's something that I know in my community is very hush hush. It's something people don't like talking about. It's something that people I wouldn't say embarrassed but are you know hesitant to talk about and in fact they don't talk about it because of the stigma and everything and just the shame and you know so many different things go into it but I really do want to thank you guys for being here and listening to my story and I really do hope that this entices people to speak and gives people the courage to speak up um, about their own personal experiences because it helps all right, so I do want to start first with giving you guys a little bit of a backstory. Um, my parents did not get married from what I, you know, and speaking to my mom, her and my dad, her, mm, poop, no. Her and my biological father dated for about a year. Um, you know, I've spoken with her and, you know, she told me she really didn't, not that she didn't know much about him but she was around his family a little bit but again they were only together for about a year before I came along um they didn't have a relation they I have never seen my parents together um he has been married he was married to his wife which I'll just refer to as stepmother stepmother since I can remember um And, you know, talking with my mom and just going through everything that has been going on. Um, Yeah, no, she really didn't have a lot of, um, you know, uh, interactions with my biological father's family. Um, And... When I was a child, of course, being a single parent, my mother wanted me to have a relationship with my biological father. Um, you know, I can't actually remember a time that I wanted. I felt safe around my biological father. I really. I never liked my biological father. The crazy thing is, he always blamed my mother um, for this. He blamed my mom. She said he would think that, you know, she was she was talking bad about him and, you know, she planted these seeds of, you know, hate and all these things when really it was him. And I feared my biological father for all of my childhood. Um, It was never because of, you know, and the crazy thing is my mother wanted me to have a relationship with my biological father. Um, You know, she would press the issue, Um, she would force me to interact with them and things like that. But it was never anything that I really wanted to do. Um, And, you know, I do want to just take a pause here to talk about, you know, I... No women have children with men that they don't always necessarily know. You know, I know a child can come from one night stand or whatever the case may be. And, you know, when single mothers have kids, of course, you want the you inherently want the father of that child to be in their life. You give them, you know, access to this child. But I really do want to implore you guys to take a step back and look at who this individual is. I know it's not fair for the woman to have all of the responsibility on her. But when you guys, when I say you guys, I'm talking about women with children because I have no children. Um, you know, you have to think about who these people are because they are going to be around your kids um, you know, people like to make it seem like two-parent households are the best households. And I'm not saying that they aren't, but I'm also saying please, it's it's more than that. There's so many different nuances that goes into what a healthy relationship is and putting a child into that and thinking just because we're together, we're doing something great, that we're giving them this, you know, to parent what a real family quote-unquote real family is supposed to look like but and this isn't even just for women but just I'm going to talk about women women need to really do their due diligence and also don't force your kids to have a relationship with their father just because they're their father these men are not good men and Not all of them, obviously, but, you know, if you have to beg a man to be in your child's life, why, like, it it creates a sense of you feeling like you have to perform and put on a show and you have to make yourself a certain type of way because your, your biological father, your father, does not want to be around you. And... It, it really creates this sense of... It, that's where the low self-esteem thing comes in. And it's not because your father isn't there. It's because he's not interested in being there. You know, there are a lot of fathers who do not prioritize their children. And, again, if that's how you want to live your life, that's how you choose to live your life. But it definitely affects your kids in a negative way. It creates a missing... It, it, it creates... It creates just an environment for low self-esteem, low self-worth, and feeling like you need a man or you need this male figure when you have to look at who this person is. Like, okay, they're the father of your child, but is he is he a good person? Is he a God-fearing person? Does he have a moral compass? Does, and then a lot of times these men are violent towards the women if he can put his hands on you and treat you any type of way and talk to you any type of way do you think that your kids are going to be exempt from that and the answer is no so again please please do not force this two-parent household and you know two parents is better than be being single and don't force your kids to be around an individual that does not want to be around them you know there is no reason why a child should have to beg their parent to be in their life or no reason why you know it it, it just again please think twice and that was the situation with my mother she didn't know what was going on with my biological father. She, because, you know, growing up, me and my mother had like a really close relationship and I told her everything and he hated that. I mean, but I've heard stories. And it's crazy because I, even when I was young, I really didn't like being around my biological father and he swore up and down. It was because, My mother filled my head with lies, you know, that typical line, but that could not have been farther from the truth. I disliked him because he was nasty, because he was a pedophile, because he was vile, because he was a psycho. It had nothing to do with what my mom said or didn't say. And my mother growing up never spoke negatively. And I do think it's a generational thing. My mom was in, I think her early 30s when I was born. My biological father was in his 20s. So it was a 10 year age gap, um, which, ugh, that's a whole nother video, whole nother video or episode or whatever. But, um, but yeah, no, he, my mother never spoke negatively and he, on the other hand, would say that val- very foul things. He would call out of her name. He actually went as far as saying that he wishes she could take a pill and die. He he told me that I hated her and that's the crazy thing. I never spoke negatively about my mother and my father. I understand why until recently and it's because she always forced me to have this relationship with my father. Um, And of course, I will 100% say she did not know what was going on in that household. But being a single parent, of course, and wanting that break and wanting, I think it comes from a place of responsibility and feeling like this man is skirting his responsibilities and everything is falling on me and I'm not going to let that happen. But again... she didn't know what she was putting me in the crossfire with and i think for so long it's not it's, it's never that i think that she knew but you know being a child and being sexually assaulted by your biological parent it it it's not some, especially being so young, the words aren't there, you know, and you can't say, oh yeah, and this is happening, and this is happening, and you know, you can't speak on it like you can as an adult. And because I didn't have those words, it just was, I don't want to go. 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 And again, being a single parent and not wanting to have all the pressure on her, which is understandable she forced these she forced me to have a relationship with him like so many other mothers do with their children um and i don't harbor any ill will me and my mother are working towards building a better relationship and i love her Um, and again, I don't have any fault because I see it in so many other women. I see it when I'm watching reality TV shows. I'm seeing it when, you know, I'm just scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or whatever the case may be. Everyone has this picturesque, it has to be a two parent household when just because it's two parents don't mean they're happy. Don't mean they're, you know, exemplifying what a healthy relationship looks like. A lot of times it does more damage than it does good. Um, so that is like the history and kind of like the beginning of my interactions with my biological father. And just how the dynamic was between him and my mother. Um, Just with my biological father, he used to touch me, and I remember when I started, you know, developing and things like that, it would be, oh, where you? you're wearing a bra, oh, this, that, and the third, oh, you know, and he would, you know, started with, like, just, again, the casual, quote-unquote casual touching and things like that, and, um, and it just progressed. I have memories of him... Forcing me to watch porn um, and it would be reenacting what you see in the video. I have memories of, you know, just, you know, I think with anyone who's been through assault, you remember specific things. I remember, or like random things. It's like, I remember his feet. I remember being hunched over his bed on my knees and I remember just seeing his feet right next to my face and you know this individual my biological father he and it's and it's crazy because the nighttime was when a lot of abuse took place and I remember waking up in the hallways and I remember because I used when I used to stay with my biological father um I would sleep in my step-siblings room on the floor or they had this little, she had this little like purple, I think it was purple, little like foldy bed and I would sleep on that when she had it and then it went to like a blow-up mattress but anyway I would sleep on the floor and I remember again waking up in the hallway and Again, what I remember is his feet, his feet always being in my face or on my face. And, you know, it, 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 because it happened overnight, it really does mess with your sense of time. Because you, and then just even being a kid, I mean, again, I, I remember being pulled by my ankles out of the room um, I, I I really it, it it's mind-boggling to me it, it's crazy to me um, how individuals do this to children it really is it's sickening um, but it's what happened unfortunately and you know everything was always a secret and everything was always hush-hush and you know, we would spend a lot of time driving around in his car, which was disor- disorienting in itself. That's one thing that I think predators, well, that predators use is like your sense of, of time and your sense of where are you and da 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 And it makes you feel completely unstable and unsafe. And they put you in situations where you don't have anyone else to lean on. Um, He would say these things about my sibling and my half-sibling and my step-sibling. They didn't like me. Um, That they thought that I got it easy because I lived with my mom and my mom wasn't half as bad as he was. Um, Like, he was very manipulative. He would make you feel stupid. And this was something that never never stopped i'm actually gonna play a little snippet of a phone call so i'm gonna go ahead and play a little snippet of the video i know you went to the doctors you mentally fucked up okay. there's something wrong with right, Honor, shut the fuck up if okay. you don't want to hear what I, shut the fuck up okay i'm telling you right now do what you gotta do I just don't understand how y'all are mad when y'all was doing stuff. Like, it was fun and funny when y'all was fucking kids and taking videos and doing all this stuff. But now y'all are upset. But now y'all are mad and I don't get it. That is fucking stupid. How is it stupid? So you know, take tried to have me like so being in the the safeway parking lot somebody trying to get me and all this stuff but it's funny and it's all fun and games when y'all was doing it it was always fun and games and y'all are so mad that the retard is actually you know smart and intelligent and actually has like really good memory recall like after everything that y'all And this is what happens when you are able again to talk to the people that abused you, who again they preyed on children, and now they are angry that the chickens are coming home to roost. I believe it is, I and I say hilarious. But I don't actually mean hilarious, but I'm going to say hilarious because it was all fun and games for them. The predators, the child rapists, the pedophiles, when all these things were happening. They felt so big. And, but now you guys are angry. And it makes no sense to me. It was all fun and games. But now y'all are angry. And now y'all are mad. And now it's nothing to prove. Again, whatever... These people say, regardless if it's him or anybody else in his family, my step-sibling, my sibling, whatever negativity they have for me, it no longer bothers me and affects me. The fact that he was talking about me being born with my legs twisted, my legs were twisted, like from the knee. I don't know if it was like my knee or like my hip area, but like my feet were backwards and I had to have cast on my legs and everything when I was first born. And the fact that that is something, I mean, that is something that he has always harped on, mind you. I remember hearing again these exact same things growing up. But to say them now and to think that they actually have any weight or actually hurt me, to call me the R word and to think that hurts me, it's comical because these people have no clue who I am today. And it's because of God that I'm still alive. It's because of God that I'm still a functioning human being. There are a lot of people who are on the streets, they are addicted to drugs, they are addicted to other things that struggle because of the things that happened in their childhood and not being able to really survive that because it is about survival. Like, because my memory was so blocked and because I, I'm going to say did a good job because my body protected me from myself um, and from these traumatic things, that, again, I am able to be here, alive, breathing, in good health. And and it's sad, but it wasn't just my biological father. It was also my half-sibling, um... I was molested by my half-sibling, and I reached out to him semi-recently. I sent him a message on Facebook back in December, and I said, Hey, it's Ayana. I wanted an opportunity to actually have a conversation. I said some things on Facebook that I still stand behind 100%, but you didn't say anything. You didn't apologize, nothing. And I did say I don't want an apology, but who wouldn't? You know what I mean? Like who would not offer an apology or you're right or we were kids and, you know, whatever. Um, Again, he did not respond to the message and he ended up blocking me on Facebook. Um, I said some things on Facebook that I still stand behind 100% and you didn't say anything. You didn't even, you, you didn't apologize, nothing. I don't know if. You only do what demon tells you. I remember going, and I'm gonna get in this. I, we we had went on a Myrtle Beach trip and this was a trip that I was never invited on growing up. And being a kid, I think I felt some type of way. Now I really could care less. And when I went on this trip, it was first of all, the worst trip of my life. And while we were walking into this Bass Pro Shop, it was my half sibling, his mom, our biological father and me we were walking and he was making fun of the way that he was walking and he was calling him fat and all this other stuff and he had said literally verbatim if he was drowning i would throw him a brick that he put all his eggs in the wrong basket and that he was an idiot and that is and after you know i told him that i said What did I say? I don't communicate with him, so he won't know anything came from you. You were a kid, now you're an adult. You and step-sibling were raised together, and again, this was my fault. I Well, not my fault, but my... This is something that has been very hard to navigate, as I'm sure everybody can imagine. To me, everything should be public knowledge, or not public as in everybody knows but at least immediate family um there was actually well I'm gonna finish this um he did the same thing we can't change the past but you can do something now I'm going public and I would like to say you have changed but the choice is yours only you will live with the consequences and that is my major point everybody every everybody is responsible for the things that they do As kids, there was very little that I could have did that, you know, you really are a product of where you, of the people that you're being raised by. And again, you can't have a simple conversation. You are an adult now, so there are consequences for the things that you do. Maybe not on this side, but on the next. And I harbor no ill will towards anybody because that to me is what makes somebody sick inside with anger and all these things. I don't harbor any negativity. I harbor nothing for these individuals at all. Um, You know, they have to make peace with the things that they did and they, they will live with the consequences again, maybe not on this side, but on the next. And I can honestly say hell does not seem like a fun place. Um, And you know more power to you if that's the way that you want to live your life um but again I meant what I said when I said you're an adult now you're responsible for the consequences they're going to be yours and yours alone and after that and I got a message from my step-sibling and it really is I want to shout out to her even though she said some very vile bio- and you know again i want to make sure i specify this these the things that she said and the way that she treated me and how you know the tables turned all came from me confronting our half-brother and i find it so sickening that these predators have women that are around them that support them that fight for them that you know rah 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 for them because again mind you he never responded to anything that i said and to be frank i'm not even the only one that experienced anything with him as a child i remember being with my aunt so my biological father's sister and i don't know why we were at my biological father's house but her youngest daughter was upstairs with my half sibling and she came down the stairs and said he was trying to that he touched her in her pants that he was trying to take off her pants and my biological father just said his name and he came downstairs and there were no type of repercussions or of course no to me is what makes somebody sick inside with anger and all these things I don't harbor any negativity I harbor nothing for these individuals at all um you know they have to make peace with the things that they did and they they will live with the consequences again maybe not on this side but on the next and I can honestly say hell does not seem like a fun place um and you know more power to you if that's the way that you want to live your life um but Again, I meant what I said when I said, you're an adult now. You're responsible for the consequences. They're going to be yours and yours alone. And after that, and I got a message from my step-sibling. And it really is, I want to shout out to her, even though she said some very vile, nasty things. Um, because, again, it was in this moment. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do a live because they, I have gotten so much hate and so much negativity and you know this individual called me delusional. She told me that, um, you know, go to court and all these things. And I do want to just say, saying go to court to somebody who has been molested, raped, sexually assaulted as a child. And people, and even as an adult saying go to court, go to court. I do want to give a side story um we there's a cousin that uh well, okay, we have a cousin again, and his mother is my paternal grandmother's sister, and he is also a pedophile molester and has been his entire life um you know, I've heard stories of them being children and them and their father forcing them to watch pornographic videos and things like that. And this individual has been sick all of his life. Um, he touched me as a girl. He touched step sibling as a girl. He touched other girls in the community as well. And not only that, this sicko decided that he was going to stalk and harass one of these girls and... Her her and her mother went to court and the Anne Arundel County prosecutors chose not to prosecute. Just because you are filing a report does not mean justice will be served. Justice is only as quote-unquote justice if people can prove it. If this is worthy for somebody to feel like, oh, I can take this to court and we can put this guy away. That does not hold any value to me personally. And the reason why is because I don't understand how there can be many victims of this individual and it not be, quote unquote, worthy of prosecution. Uh, That that just makes no sense to me. But it's a prime example of just because you're filing a report doesn't mean anything is actually going to happen. And I think it's very ignorant to say that to somebody because you must not know how the justice system works. You must not know how the process works. You must not even watch Law and Order SVU because that, those are prime examples of how sometimes, a lot of times, when it comes to sexual assault, there is no true, quote unquote, justice. You can do everything right, get on the stand, and then still say, not guilty. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. That just means a group of people don't feel like they believe you enough to sentence this person to jail. It is very, again, ignorant and very dismissive to say, go to court, go to court, go to court. And mind you, he also, my biological father, molested my half-sibling and sexually assaulted my half-sibling and... We went into this back and forth on Facebook and I do, prior to this incident, I never wanted to make her feel any type of way at all. I apologized the first time because I posted something on my Facebook page about her mother and that upset her and I apologized because it was wrong and I should have given her a heads up and I stand behind that 110% and it doesn't make me feel any type of way to say that I was wrong. But after she messaged me about me messaging my half-sibling, telling me, you know, oh, why would you tell my business? Again, I did not know. This is something that is very hard to navigate. I thought he knew. Truly, I did. And again, my mistake. That was messed up. I can admit that. But again, this is something that is very hard to navigate. And I thought he knew. And it wasn't about just you. Yes, I said that piece of information. Yes, it's something that shouldn't have been said, but I was talking about what happened with me. And then she asked me, well, when did he do anything to you? Pause. This is, again, why I say a lot of people do not come forward. When we talked about my biological father, her stepfather, I believed her because I knew she wasn't lying. The day before, this has been a very long journey. And it did not start by me asking questions to certain people. It started with me having a conversation with a girl, now a young lady, who I grew up with and her mother. And the day before I reached out to my step-sibling, I remember being on the phone. My mom was on the phone with her mom and we were talking, everything like this. And I remember, th- like, I've always had flashes and memories of things that I just never wanted to acknowledge. And I wanted to pretend weren't there. And I buried so much deep down into my soul that, you know, I blocked it off. And I remember she was laying down, talking on her phone. And I remember, like, I think my, I th- he's a, he's, I think he's a pedophile. And my mom was like, no, 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 no. You know, he's he's not like that. He's, you know, nasty. He's a drunk. He's this, he's that. But he he's not that type. And I remember thinking, like, I, I really do believe he is. And she was like, no, 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 no. I don't think so. And I remember getting on the phone with my grandmother. And I remember saying he's a pedophile. He and she even said, "No, no, I don't think so. He he, does, he doesn't seem like the type. You know, he is nasty. He is this, but I don't think he, you know, he's not that." And, you know, we I, my family has dealt with molestation for a long time. It happened to my aunt um who's in her 50s um, you know, so it's something that my family unfortunately has history with dealing with. So she told me, you know, when you have these memories, write them down. But, you know, I don't think your father is that way. And I'm like, I I think he is. And she was like, well, are you having memories? And I'm like, I'm having memories. I can't, you know, put them to words. I couldn't put them to words at the time. But, yes, I was having memories of my biological father sexually assaulting me. And even on the phone, everyone's saying no 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 I don't think he's you know I don't think he's that way I don't think he's that way but if you're having memories you know write these memories down but you know again I don't think anybody wants to believe that so the only person I knew to ask was my step-sibling because she was also a girl that was around obviously and she confirmed what I already knew and For her, I guess it's out of nowhere because I did not share my experience. Because one, I don't know, it just didn't feel right. And I'm glad I listened to my gut because had I shared my experiences like I did the other day, she was going to be very dismissive and she was actually going to laugh at them and, you know, call me again delusional and things like that. And now I'm in a place where I've worked. I am in therapy. I love my therapist. She's amazing. And I've worked through some things so I can be solid in my truth and not be dismayed. Because had I again shared before when everything was still so raw, oh, it would have it would have definitely hurt my feelings. It would have made me second guess myself. It would have made me, you know what I mean, feel like I was crazy and that I was making things up. And now I 100% can sit in my truth and be confident in my truth because I remember it. And it's crazy because the things that I remember, I remember being in his car and he is a drunk. He's a drunk. And I remember being in his car and he used to drive around and he would drink and drive. And we had pulled into a parking lot and I remember being a girl and I remember him asking me something and I didn't do it. And then he just told me to shut the F up and take off my f and pants. And that's what I remember. And of course things happen and I was assaulted. I remember being in his room. And this is the part that makes me sick to my stomach. And again, I say this is exactly why people don't come forward because this individual and he is a demon to me this demon would we would be sitting in his room and I can see it plain as day the way that his room was set up he had his bed he had like a shoe rack underneath of his window and his window was on the left the door was on the right um he had like a mirror Like the, there was like a little mirror in the corner of his room on like the white wall, on this wall. And I remember sitting there and I remember him, you know, fondling me and touching me and me being completely disassociated. I would just sit on the bed. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't move. And he would tell me this individual used my relationship with God because I grew up in the church. He used my relationship with God against me. He he would say, if I'm not, if you don't let me, t- they, they, and I, I do want to take a moment to pause and talk about something else. Um, you know, I, like I said before, I don't have children, but the one thing that I see a lot, and unfortunately, my I would say my step- parent was in this category as well um you know women that come to a marriage with children i don't understand how and it's like it's being single that bad that you would subject your child that you you would know that this person that you're marrying doesn't like your child that doesn't their family doesn't like your child and it was all based off of the shade of their skin it it is mind-boggling to me to treat anybody different because of the hue of their skin. I mean, that to me, it's ignorant, plain and simple. But to be a parent and to have a child and then to marry a man that was openly... was not open, vocal about not liking your child, whose family was vocal and not wanting your child around. Again, it's being single that bad i mean i don't like i said i don't have kids but me and my kid would be a package deal period like there would be no way i could be with a man who did not like my child i have two pets and i'm not going to equate children to pets because people hate that mom, but if you don't like my pets you th- there's nothing to discuss and you're talking about a whole human being you're not gonna we're again a package deal Being single is not that, I don't care what you say. Being single is not that bad. Being in a relationship is not that serious. Being married isn't that serious to where, I mean, my paternal grandmother did not want my step-sibling at her house. And my my paternal grandmother was very vocal about this. And it's just like, you are married to an individual who not who treats your child like this the redheaded stepchild, that you know, whole thing, and whose family also treats her this way. Is it worth it to just to say that you aren't single, to be married, to be whatever? Like, is that worth it? And for me, there would there would be no price that that no. You know, again, no. But a lot of women Do this and it's sad to me because I don't know why being single has been so stigmatized, and it it it's it's crazy because there were again, there is no price that you could put on you not liking my child for whatever reason, let alone the color of her skin, let alone any reason, and that's not something a child should have to deal with, period. Because that creates a whole other self esteem issue and a whole nother issue where you have to look at your parent who allowed you to be in a a nuclear I think that a nuclear family. A family, I don't know if that's the right word. A family where you aren't wanted. And that's crazy to me. Like the and my cousin, who is younger than me, was upstairs with my half sibling and she was coming down the stairs and she said mom he touched me in my pants and no one said anything Um, I was young at the time and I remember sitting on the couch and I remember my biological father just saying come down here and no one really addressed anything and if that was something that he was still currently doing by the time I was a little bit older and my cousin had came around it's Again, a pattern. Um, you know, he has no respect or empathy for women. And the crazy thing is I had reached out to him again um, the other day through that family. My step-sibling was darker toned. Um, and my, my grandmother, so my biological father's mom, did not like her. She did not want her at her house. She... A lot of times was not around. And, you know, I give my... Even with... And I said this on my Facebook message. And I said this on my Facebook when I posted this. And I said, oh, this is funny to you. Got it. Um, Even with the vile things that you say. Even with the... Like how vile you are being. How nasty you are being towards me. I would not change. If I could go back, I wouldn't change a thing because... Even though this demon tried to turn God against me, he he tried to use God against me. My relationship with God is stronger than it's ever been. He did not kill my soul. He did not kill my spirit. I am alive and thriving. And one, I know you're mad, sir, because I'm sure you're going to hear this. And I know you're mad. But two, I wouldn't change a thing because I can't as a human being even... I. I I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. And again, even with how nasty you're being to me now, I would not change a thing. I understand how angry somebody could be because, let this be known, her mother knew that the people in his family did not like her daughter. She knew coming into it and being married to him for 10 plus years, I think that Her daughter was not wanted by his family and, in fact, was strongly disliked by his family. And you allowed your daughter to be put in situations where she was made fun of, set apart because of the color of her skin, and you did nothing. And I can understand why somebody would be angry with that 110%. Do I feel like you're taking out the anger on the wrong person 100%? But because that is your mother... I can 100 I can, I'm not gonna keep saying 100%, but I can take the, any anger that you have for me because, again, that does not bother me. It does not phase me. When you've been through the things that we've been through because she is in that category, what you say, I have been bullied, berated, and literally treated like a sex slave. All of my life as a child and you think your words hurt me, they don't. I still have nothing but love towards you, but I'm not going to play these games with you because that's one thing I will not do. And again, shout out to her because this interaction is what made me second guess doing a live. I do not want to give these type of people, these type of energies when they're in this place, a platform to sit here and the spew these nasty things and not affect me again could care less but for other women to see that absolutely not absolutely that's not fair and we don't live in a fair world but I will not add to the unfairness not going to do it because I have sympathy even with your nasty attitude and in my post, and this is something that I wholeheartedly do not understand and it makes me sick to my stomach. Um, the fact that women continue to protect child molesters, pedophiles, and people who do not deserve protection. Mind you, this, my step-sibling came to me in aid of her brother who molested me as a girl when did he do it? He would, he, I remember one instance being in his room and he was tearing at my clothes. He was making out with me. I remember I was talking and I didn't stop talking because my body and my mind were on two completely separate tracks. I was talking about the things that he had, these hats that he had hanging out. Oh, these are really nice hats while he's pulling on my clothes, while he's trying to kiss me, while he's doing all these things. And I remember going to this And this is how, again, how sick this family is. We had went to some sort of family picnic. And it wasn't wasn't even my family, mind you. I don't even know who, what, when, where, why we were there. But we were at some type of field day thing. And I remember I used to wear these clip-on ponytails. And I remember I either lost the ponytail or took it off. And I remember this girl chasing me. Because I guess she thought it was my real hair. And that's how, again, I know these things happen. And I remember my brother assaulting me in the woods. I remember being hunched over a tree and him raping me in the woods. I remember he went out first. I remember I had to pull my pants up and I pulled myself together. And I went out second. And I remember feeling disgusted. And I remember feeling... Well, honestly, nothing because at that point in my life, I felt nothing. And I remember for some reason later on in the day, we were walking across this baseball field, and there was a group of guys, boys that I did not know. Um, And I remember looking at this one kid in his face, and I remember him passing, and I remember blackness, and I remember being on the ground, and I remember crying. And this individual, I don't know who this boy was. I did not know him. I did not do anything to this boy. I do not. I couldn't pick this boy up out in a lineup because I saw his face for 5.5 seconds. Had no control over the thing that this individual did. And that's what I said. I'm like, he ran everything. So do I, uh, 100%. And I know because I did not go to the hospital. I did not get aid. I did not get anything. Again, my biological father thought it was funny. He, they questioned me to say what I did or said to this boy to make him do this. And that was the end of that. Like, and we, I went home with my, uh, he dropped me off at my house and I never spoke about it again. I remember... There was a time where I was young, and I can't remember how old I was, and he desperately wanted me to live with him. He would tell me that I could have my step-siblings room, that, you know, they could make space for me, that they could buy another house so I could have my own room. He really wanted me to live with him, and now, even as a kid, absolutely not. Like, I knew that was never going to To happen that was never something that I was going to advocate for but he was coaching me in his car um in my childhood home we lived on it wasn't even a neighborhood it was two homes and then there was kind of like a parking lot across the street he had pulled into the parking lot across the street and we were looking at my home and he was telling me when I go in tell your mother that you want to live with me I'm gonna sit out here and I'm gonna wait and but you're gonna go and tell her that you want to live with me and again coaching me on what I was gonna to say to my mom so I could live with him and I remember just sitting in the passenger seat I was looking forward um, you know listening but not really and I remember I got out and I remember going in and having it was basically like I had to be two different people um, and I remember I went in and I business businesses normally in this home and he was still sitting out there and my, I remember my mom saying, why is he still sitting out there? I don't know. I don't know why he's still sitting out there. I don't know. Well, well what, I, I don't know. And again, was I going to go in and say his prepared speech? Absolutely not. So at some point, I don't know if he got out the car or my mom got out the car But he did, and then he wanted to talk to me again, and I remember looking up at him, and I think I had asked him what his favorite color was, because my mom was standing there, and, um, yeah, and I I wasn't going to say these things, so I remember just asking him something stupid, and, well, not stupid, but something, you know, stupid, and... You know, he left and I knew for a fact that he was angry and I could care less because even as a kid, absolutely not. And I can say it's it's only but by the grace of God because I'm telling you, my life really could have been a lot different. I'm not going to say worse. It could have been a lot different. But even then, at that age, it was, uh, I'm not going to put like, absolutely not. Like, I didn't want to be around him anyway. And... There was no way in heck I was going to live with you. You must be out of your mind. Absolutely not. And this wasn't the only time. Again, everybody in that family wanted me to live with my biological father. Everybody. And the answer was no. No, 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 no. It was not going to happen. Um, And I... Again, by the grace of God that it worked out the way that it did because uh, I don't know where I would be without God and his mercy and his grace and, you know, God has been looking out for me all of my life. But, you know, again, the thing that is very crazy to me is the fact that I got ridiculed and berated. And again, I have this girl, who's a, a woman now, because she's my step sibling, is older than me, coming at me in defense of a our my our half sibling, because he's half siblings to both of us, calling me delusional. And it it again it it, it hurts my soul because she's not the only one. Like I said, I've gotten so much hate from my family. I have gotten so much hate, well, my quote-unquote family, my biological father's family. Um, And it's always the women. It's always the women who are coming out to attack me. It's always the women who want to fight for their husbands or their brothers. And, you know, I, I, I don't get it. Because I have no sympathy for rape sympathizers or rapists, period. Like, absolutely not. Like, I don't understand how some women do. And then a woman who went through the same things and you want to sit here and call me out. And again, to use this analogy to, you know, to say the words, go to court, go to court. You go to court. And if you decide to go to court i'll definitely support you but again i don't understand the ignorance when it comes to the way the law works and again how detrimental this is not to me but to other women who are going through the same thing The thing that keeps us silent is the shame and embarrassment of the things that happen. Nobody wants to walk around. I mean, I can tell you from my experience, I definitely had a deep level of shame. I thought there was something wrong with me that made all these men and people attracted to me in that way. For them to do the things that they did, I thought there was, again, something wrong with me. I felt embarrassed and ashamed that... I caused them to act this way and being quiet is the only way that I knew how to handle it because again it seemed like no matter and the house was volatile anyway. He he was a drunk. He he was abusive. You know, I I could go on and on about just how his sp- spirit he has no spirit first of all but the way that you would have to hold your breath and it's like holding your breath because you don't know what's going to set this person off you it's almost like if you watch those you know jurassic park and things don't move and it's like you think by being frozen that you're invisible because that's how you had to handle things you kind of just had to as a kid and having no way out you kind of just sit still and you disassociate that's how I handled these things I buried them so deep and you know I honestly I don't think that I could have done it any other way because I I find it hard now as an adult to make space for these things um I was talking to my therapist about it and I'm just like I don't and I don't know how to move forward because it's like now that these memories are there and these the things that I know are there, it's like, how do you still move on with the monotony of regular life, going to work, going shopping, you know, dealing with the BS that comes with being 26, I'm 26 years old, 26 years old, looking at so many different people and not getting, I don't feel in some type of way that you're not on the same track, but you were never on the same track. And I live in a small town and I consider it a small town. Everybody pretty knows that much, everybody. But it is a place that I believe is in need of community. Um, I think, and this isn't a dig or anything like that because I have been guilty of it myself, We all have been pretending. And we've been pretending because we needed to in order to to survive. And I am done pretending. I'm living in my truth. And I want to build a community of women in my hometown. I want to build a community of women worldwide because we need each other, even if you don't think so. We need each other's support. We need our sisters in Christ and even our sisters, period, to come together because nobody in this world is going to protect you. I mean, other than God. But this world is a dangerous place and we need the protection of God and we need the protection of each other. Um, I, I truly believe that especially in my little town, uh, that we are way more similar than we are different. And I think because, and even though a lot of people probably won't admit it, I do feel like we're craving community. I think we are all kind of wanting to come together in some way and just not knowing how how to. Um, and, but the thing, and we, we want it and we need it. And I don't think a community can be based and survive with everybody pretending. And that's why I named this podcast, The Authentic Humans Podcast. Not saying that anybody's perfect because nobody's perfect. But as a way to say, no more lies. Whatever your truth is, no matter how dark, no matter how depressing no matter how traumatic we can all accept each other for their truth no one is saying you have to be perfect no one is saying you won't make mistakes no one is saying that you're always going to get it right but just be authentic to who you are and that's how a true community can survive not you know talking down to other people not being negative not spewing hate but being authentic to who you are. And again, it's not saying that there won't be conflict because if you're living, you're there is always the opportunity for conflict, but being around people who know how to handle themselves and conduct themselves in a way where I'm not putting my sister down for something that I don't agree with and if I'm wrong, I can go back to her and say, "Dag, I'm sorry." And I feel no type of way, it doesn't hurt my soul, it doesn't hurt my pride. And being able to really build a community because a community isn't just for the good, it's for the bad. It's handling the good and bad. It's being there to support each other even when we aren't on the best of terms. And that is what this podcast is all about. Um, I really hope that you guys got something from this This. Feels weird just because I'm telling a story and nobody's here. It's completely different. Um, but I do love to talk, so it kind of is up my alley. Um, I do want to give a quick, not a shout out, but to anybody who is looking for a good church and a good church community, please check out Elevation Church. Um, that is the church that I go to. That is my home church. And I love the pastor there. He is Truly, truly, truly speaking the word of God, I believe. And not only that, it's it, it, it may not be what you want to hear, but you know it's what you need to hear. So please check out Elevation Church. They are not asking me to say this. I, they don't even know who I am. But again, that church is amazing. And it's on YouTube Um, because they're in the Carol- North Carolina or South Carolina. So you can watch it on YouTube. You can watch his sermons. On, he posts some of the stuff on Instagram. And then, please, please, please check them out if you are interested in, um, you know, a church and just can't find your church, especially where I'm in. It's very desolate when it comes to churches that speak to our generation. Like I said, I'm 26 and this church is exactly what I needed and I know I'm not the only one. Um, so before I go, I do want to read another scripture before I go. And this scripture is from Philippians. So it's Philippians chapter, I think I'm saying that right, chapter 4, verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and praise and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. And this is my uh, application Bible. And I do want to read like the little thing at the bottom just to put it in different terms for people to understand. It says, what we put in our minds determine what comes out in our words, desires, and actions. Paul tells us to train our minds to focus on thoughts that are true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent and praiseworthy. Do you have problems with impure thoughts and daydreams? Examine what you are putting into your mind through movies, the internet, books, especially the internet. Uh Instagram, Twitter, Um, The internet, books, and conversations, television, video games, and magazines. Replace harmful inputs with wholesome materials. Above all, read God's word and pray. Ask God to help fill your mind with good and pure thoughts. Take the... Oh, sorry. This takes practice, but it can be done. Um, Yeah, I have cut out social media a lot, contrary to popular belief. Because it can just be overwhelming at times. So with that being said, I thank you guys for tuning in. I hope it's not too long. Um, and I do have two other... It's, it's a series, not really, but I am talking about... Mm, talk. <laughs> I am talking about three different families, all of which I t- am tied to. Um, the other two will be talked about in another episode just because if i talked about all three it would be probably three hours long because this one is about an hour um i am going to get this up today and the other two are on the way i don't want to put a date on it because unlike this one I, this one isn't spur of the moment because again, I was going to go live, but you know, everything being said, I love how it turned out. Um, even though it feels weird, it feels right. Um, and God bless.